Hello, you're listening to the podcast from the Toronto Vegetarian Association. My name is Jeanette. And I'm John. And we are here on Saturday afternoons between 1 and 4 o'clock here at the Resource Centre brought to you by the Toronto Vegetarian Association. On today's show, we're going to be doing uh, some restaurant reviews, the the battle of the vitals, we've been calling it. Yeah. Idle Vital and Vital Life that John and I both uh, went to this week. And we're also going to be, I guess lately we've been talking about some heavier issues on the podcast, some things that maybe uh, vegans and vegetarians struggle with. So there's a, a case study from my life this week about um, vegan and vegetarianism in pop culture. So we'll be talking about that. We'll also have the latest news and events for you, some social events coming up, and uh, we'll also talk about the upcoming AGM meeting at the TVA. So let's get started, I guess, with the restaurant reviews. So you were recently trying out Idle Vital, is that correct, in Scarborough? Is that Yes. Okay. Yeah, we realized that we were talking about different restaurants. Yes. Uh, and I believe they opened up maybe at the same time. Uh, it was warm when they opened up. I remember that. It was maybe in the spring, spring, summer when they opened up. So there's one in Kensington Market that you checked out, and there's one in Scarborough that I checked out. So why don't you uh, talk about Vital Life on St. Andrew in Kensington Market? Yeah, so on my way over today, I was trying to do my best to get into Akram's, and Akram's is kind of one of my um, go-to places in Kensington Market. They've recently jacked up their prices on their meals. They used to have $2 hummus, baba ganoush, and falafel sandwiches. Now they're almost two and a half times that amount. So it's not that I'm trying to be cheap or anything like that, but somehow I feel like, you know, paying two and a half times the amount for the same meal that I got a month ago is, you know, uh, more than I'm wanting to pay then basically, right? For for something that's more of a snack than anything else. So I decided to stop by at Vital Life, partially because Zachram's was closed. So I was expecting them to be open at 11.30 and it was about 12.30 when I walked by, doors were still shut. So I popped into Vital Life and it's a good thing to be in Kensington Market because when one place is closed, there's lots of vegetarian and vegan options kind of just down the street from each other. So I stopped in at Vital Life and I was able to get a a good variety of um, food there. So it basically starts off with a grain and I had uh, a rice, so a brown rice with some lentils in it uh, to start off with and then some... Uh, barbecue soya and I think it was a collard greens dish and what was the other dish there was there was another lentil dish in there as well too and it was quite good very filling and you know for $12 or so not a bad deal at all so I was quite pleased with that and I can always tell when I go into a restaurant if I'm dealing with quality food from the perspective of if I'm still full a couple hours after the fact. So there's that element. And then also the element of how I feel afterwards. If I feel really run down, then I know that I've been eating food, which isn't necessarily the greatest for me because it's taking a long time for my body to process. So all, all around, you know, I ate that a couple hours ago and I'm feeling really good right now. So I know that I've been eating, you know, fairly healthy and I'm uh, still full. So won't complain about that whatsoever. Excellent. So you would go back? Absolutely. I would go back for sure. Right. And I know they also pop up at some events as well yes. in the city. Yep. Didn't you have a chance? You, you wanted to try them when you were down Yeah, there was a, the Vegan Food and Drink Festival at Fort York, and uh, that was 
if you remember, a lot of the critiques of that day were, were that the vendors were selling out quite early. So when I was there at lunchtime, there was a plentiful variety of foods. When I came back later for dinner, there was less. And I tried to get something from there, but they think they were kind of scraping together remnants of other dishes. So what I had wasn't quite delicious, um, but I realized it was not really a fair uh, you know, playing field for that. Um, so the restaurant that I tried yesterday was out in Scarborough, and it was on, if, if you know Scarborough, it's a very vast place. Uh, this was on Pharmacy, 741 Pharmacy, and it's kind of south of Eglinton, north of St. Clair, which I realize is a huge stretch, but it's kind of like halfway between those two intersections. So I was in Scarborough for another reason, and it was a quick 25-minute walk from where I was, so I did that and, and checked them out at lunchtime and uh, brought some food for my brother as well. So I walked in there. It's just, it's a small, uh, it's a small place. It just has like a couple of tables in the front. So it's mostly a, a takeout joint. And I believe they also have smoothies and juices as well, although I didn't really see that element when I walked in. But there was, uh, it was just a lot of stuff to, to take in, a lot of colors, a lot of flavors. Um, so I, I walked in and was greeted by the very friendly staff. I said it was my first time here, and they said, okay, let's let's get you sorted out here. So we had two, I got two small containers. They were $8 each, and there was a, like a bed of rice and peas, and then on top of that was like, I think everything that they made that day, just a sample of everything. So they had like barbecue soy chicken, and like a chickpea stew, and then like a lima bean stew, and it was delicious. Like everything was delicious. And then um, just when I thought there was like no more room for more food, she, uh, the owner actually put some like salad on top of that too. Because oh <laughs> they're like, do you want some salad? I'm like, no. Like, and I didn't know where she was going to put the salad. And then she's like, yeah, you want salad. And she's like, put more salad on. So it was like a ridiculous amount of food for eight dollars. It was like, stuffed full. It was like you know those, you know when you get a container and it's a little heavy and you're like, okay, yeah. you know this is good. So it ended up being my lunch and my dinner. Awesome. And I brought it to my brother who is not uh, vegetarian at all. He's actually. Is, uh, is a chef, so I went to his uh, restaurant and gave him some, and uh, he just texted me today and was like, that food was great. So um, if you are in Scarborough, uh, Scarborough is not uh, not as inaccessible as, as you think. Uh, this was on pharmacy, so there's a bus stop right across the street, so yeah. if you're feeling like you want to try um, a vegan place a little bit outside of your neighborhood, I, I don't mind going to other neighborhoods to try things. Sometimes it's fun. I do... Uh, want to go up to uh try the vegan danish bakery which i know is in Thornhill. Yes. like i don't have a car so sometimes it's like okay if i'm gonna do this it's gonna be like a day of it yeah yeah um but again i was in scarborough for another reason so i thought might as well swing by there as well so excellent i love yeah. to hear that so that yeah absolutely and it's not very often that i'm in that area but now that i know about it Next time I'm in that area, I'll definitely make a, a note to stop by because yes. a lot of food and good quality food for eight dollars, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah, and they were quite friendly. And the large was twelve dollars, oh so gosh. the large would probably feed a couple of people. Yeah. And uh, I think just just check their hours. I don't believe they're open on Sundays, so just make sure that they're open before you you awesome. check out there. That sounds great. Uh, so I guess the other thing we were chatting about before we turned on the microphone was uh, I brought some cookies today, and then John said, do you want to talk about your cookies? And I think I realized I talk about baking a lot on this podcast because I... But that's not I, a bad thing, though. That's what <laughs> in mind, though, right? I do love vegan baking. Um, uh, I do 
co-facilitate the, the vegan uh, baking social group on the TVA, which if you want to join us, baking at veg.ca, sign up for the email. Anyway, um, not to, to delve too much into that. I do bake quite a lot for friends and family and coworkers. I just find it's like a very easy way to get people interested in, in vegan food and, you know, like you, the old thing, like you can make friends with cupcakes, right? Yeah. Um, it shows that vegan food is easy and accessible and, you know, you don't have to give up all the things that you love, you know, all of that. Um, and I kept hearing about this show called The Great British Bake Off or The British Baking Show, depending if you're, like, it's two different titles uh, if, if you're in North America, if you're watching, like, The British Original. And it's a competition show. And uh, I saw an, another uh, vegan on Facebook had posted about it and said that she was obsessed with it. And I'm like, okay, is it is it okay? okay to watch this because it's not going to be vegan baking obviously it's going to be very like classic eggs and milk mm-hmm. meringues kind of baking it's like very uh, french influenced baking as well and I'm like well uh, i'll give it a try like there was another vegan that already watched it and i'm like okay i'm gonna try it and i got a little bit obsessed with it it was a really beautiful beautifully shot reality show about baking and it's very um it was getting a lot of critical attention because it is very different. Like, it's very human drama. It's not, like, artificial drama. They're not all living in a house for 12 weeks. And, <laughs> like, they just they live their normal lives Monday to Friday. And then on the weekend, they go to this big tent sent in the English countryside. And then there's, like, goats and sheep and chicken. That, you know, you can actually hear them outside of the tent while they're in baking. And there's it's very real. Like, you can see people's hands shaking as they're decorating cakes. And you can see, like cuts and burns on their hands so like they're very and it's like a grandmother pitted against a construction worker but they're all british so there's actually they're all really polite to each other you know (laughs) so it's a very like interesting show in that regards in terms of of it being a very new kind of reality show but it's also they're making a lot of things that i would not eat um and i I was like, I don't know if I'm 100% comfortable watching this, but it's also really enjoyable. And then I got to the point where I'm like, can I, is it okay for me to just like this? Like, because I, I'm vegan, but I'm watching people make these things that I wouldn't eat. And then there have there are points where I'm like, oh, I wonder if I can veganize this recipe. So I'll Google and like, I found things that I'm like, oh, I'm going to make this inspired by this, but I'm going to make it vegan. So I'm like, I, I don't know if that's the justification for me for watching it. But then I'm like, it's just a TV show. Is it okay for me to watch a TV show? Um, I know. So I was struggling a lot with it. And I, I'm just bringing it to the table now for, for discussion or for commentary. I, I think that that's that's more than fair right and it's you know we were talking a little bit about it before we started the podcast uh, about how you know you want to always bring your veganism to the table with what it is that you're doing right especially if it's something that contradicts it but at the same point in time you also want to be able to sit down and say okay yeah this isn't something that i would eat um but if your pat one of your passions is baking and you're getting tips or ideas on the basis of that from the show, then I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. And in fact, I'll I'll take it a step further. Right, if you're getting great ideas from the show with regards to how to make your baked goods even better, and we know that vegan baked goods can be used to convert non-vegans to veganism or to at least show them that hey, you know what, veganism ain't so bad then maybe this is not necessarily such a bad idea, mm-hmm. right? Like maybe maybe it, we're getting to the point where, you know, 
if you decide to pick up one day and move to the British countryside, you could uh, go on the show and basically veganize whatever it is oh, that yeah. they're doing on the show, make it better, and then just be like, hey, Trump card right there. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, I, I think it can work, work both ways, right? I appreciate why you would feel a level of um, discomfort with, with watching it. But at the same point in time, it's, you know, baking is one of the things that you do find interesting. And if it's a way that you can use your veganism to outreach to people and you're getting inspiration from the show, I don't think that there's necessarily anything wrong with that, right? Mm-hmm. They did have an episode where they had to do, uh, like, a gluten-free thing and also a dairy-free item. So they, they all decided to make um, coconut ice cream, I think, was like, ice cream was part of the, the thing that they were making. So they all used coconut ice cream, which was interesting. So, hmm. uh, But then there are episodes where they do a lot of meat stuff, and I just kind of, like, skip ahead of that because yes. it is... You know, the British really like their meat and pies. Yes, they do. <laughs> so. It's a bizarre combination. They also call zucchinis courgettes, which blew my mind. <laughs> like, zucchini is so fun to say, zucchini, you know, and yeah. then they call courgette, courgettes. I'm like, why would you do that? Yeah, yeah I, don't, I did not know that, actually. No. And I knew about the eggplants are uh, aubergines, yes, which I, I think is also classier yeah you know, aubergines but the courgettes that really I and mean, i have a british co-worker and i just i message him like courgettes he's like yeah that's what we call them you know interesting. <laughs> so um so uh, so be interesting to bring up to like a, a larger group of people as well absolutely like, there's also um like a lot of if you just enjoy pop culture on a whole if you watch television shows uh, vegans and vegetarians are often like the butt of jokes or like meat is just so normalized like everywhere right so then if, if you're placing that there is probably a lot of entertainment that you're not enjoying or just avoiding as well which i know a lot of people don't like a lot of mainstream entertainment which is fine too so yeah it, i i tend to agree with you there you know there's lots of opportunities for vegans and vegetarians to be the butts of jokes and, and everything else, especially in, in this type of, um, you know, forum, um, whether it's a television show or, or you know, a movie or anything like that. But the the reality is, is that I think that it's be, it is becoming more and more normalized, right? So whereas, you know, in the past, the, the stereotype of the vegan would have been kind of the dirty hippie vegan, right, who is, you know kind of portrayed in that light right now i think we're getting to a point where more and more people are just realizing okay you know what not all vegans are kind of frail dirty hippie types right so you know i think that it's it is getting to be more and more normalized and the further that we go and the further that um the movement becomes more and more mainstream then the more and more that you're going to see a more normalized version of, of vegans and vegetarians in pop culture as well too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I think I was I was trying to think of like um, a popular vegetarian character on television. I think um, Phoebe on Friends was vegetarian. Yes. And she I, was flaky as all get out, right? Yeah, but she was also very committed to her not eating meat too. I think I remember there was an episode where she like took a piece of veal to try and impress her like boyfriend's parents and then she went and threw it up and then her boyfriend stood up for her and she's like you don't have to conform to them yeah. like this is who you are and these are your values so i don't know there was like a uh 
I remember that episode and, and liking that. So a few years ago, there was a cartoon that was put out by Alicia Silverstone too, where the main character was vegan, and I, you know, I never ended up actually seeing any of it, but I, I do know that I think that it's becoming, like I say, it's becoming more and more common to see characters who are vegetarian who are vegan on on TV shows and not necessarily kind of like the quirky odd ones, right? So mm-hmm. it's it, it is growing, and it's like I say, it is becoming more and more common for for these types of things to be going on right so yes if you if you have netflix and you enjoy watching things there's a show called bochak horseman which is um there's an episode this season that's all about chickens and chicken farming and it's honestly like uh very subversive and uh if you're a meat eater watching it i think it would actually uh, you'd probably have to question your actions by the end of the episode it's really well done and really smart and uh yeah just check check out that one episode and uh, i hope you'll like it and get the, the point across that, uh, yeah, there, I think the question is like, why are we eating some animals and not these other animals? Right. And why are chickens, uh, looked at differently than dogs and cats? And yep. I think that, that, that point came across really well in that episode, but didn't hit you on the head. It was just subversive, but it, it the message got in there and I just, it, I, I've watched it a few times and I think, uh, it was brilliant. So smart, yep. very smart for sure. So we do have some upcoming events that we probably should address as well, too. Uh, most notably, and one of the important things that takes place throughout the year, every single year, is the annual general meeting that the Toronto Vegetarian Association puts on. And it will be taking place next Sunday. So this is Sunday, November the 22nd, from 4.30 to 7.30 p.m. at the Friends House which is 60 Louther Avenue, which is by Bloor and St. George. So one of the reasons why it's important is because we do have a board of directors, and this is a chance for Toronto Vegetarian Association members to vote for potential board members. There are nine positions which are available to be filled by potential board members, and there's 11 candidates. So uh, unfortunately, there will be a couple people who are not going to be um, voted on to the board of directors. So it is an important opportunity for TVA members to come out and get a glimpse in terms of what TVA has done for the past year and where we're going into the future, but also to make some decisions in terms of who should be the ones who are, you know, highlighting and, and having some control over some of the projects which the organization is undertaking. Mm-hmm. And also a good way to meet uh, fellow volunteers Absolutely. and to connect with people. and For sure. Yep. Sure. Um, we also have an event coming up this Thursday night. It's a social dinner at Loving Hut. So that's Thursday the 19th at 7 o'clock. And you can RSVP by uh, emailing tvadinner at veg.ca. Uh, we just had someone call the Resource Centre today who's uh, a new... Well, she didn't call herself vegetarian, but she had stopped eating meat for ethical reasons, but was looking for a place to, to connect with other people because she did feel isolated. So these are um, definitely a good good places to go to check out other vegans and vegetarians. And uh, if you want to learn more, you can go to veg.ca slash groups. There's a lot of places that you can connect with other people. Yeah. Also on that same night, there is a film screening screening of speciesism. We have difficulties pronouncing that word. Uh, And it is taking place at 7 p.m., again on Thursday, the 19th of November, at the Living City Health. Am I saying that right? Yeah, Living City Health, which is uh, on Eglinton, just east of Young. It's on the north side. It's where the Toronto Kitchen Library is located. Uh, There's like a, a... 
a vegan-friendly nutritionist on staff there. It's, uh, uh, I think it's a hub for a lot of a lot of people who are looking for those kinds of resources, like uh, mm-hmm. massage, chiropractic, all that sort of stuff. So. Cool. So again, that's going on from seven to nine, and then also on the nineteenth, but December the nineteenth, there is going to be the annual holiday sale and bake sale at our resource center. So this is kind of a cool day because we have baked goods in the resource center between the hours of one and four and there'll be a bunch of books on sale and kind of like holiday packages put together so for anyone who has a vegetarian or vegan in your life and you're interested in getting something for them for the holidays this would be a good place to come and get it on a a good day as well too it actually gets ridiculously busy in here and now our space isn't that big but it gets pretty crowded and that's not a, a bad thing because it's a bunch of people kind of in a festive mood and wanting to just hang out for a little bit and, and kind of chat with volunteers and other people who might be stopping in as well too and bonding over baked goods. So things could be worse than that. So come come early and bring a container. Yes. Always come early to a bake sale when you're talking about vegans because vegans like their baked goods and they will show up and they will They'll sell clean it you out. out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, I am going to make carrot cake. Awesome. I think that's festive, um, and anytime I've ever seen carrot cake at a bake sale, it's like usually one of the first things to go. Yeah, so yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'll, and it'll be sufficiently vegan. Cool. So probably, yeah. Is there anything else that we should address on this episode that you can think of? I, I don't believe so. Okay. Are you? Do we have people? You, you're in next week, and hopefully we're getting more volunteers in next week. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. We, yeah, we should remind people if you want to come to the resource yes. center for any uh, any questions or if you need resources, we have a, a books for sale, we have a lending library. We're here Wednesdays from six to nine and Saturdays from one to four o'clock at seventeen Baldwin Street, just upstairs. We're quite friendly. We enjoy people coming in. We enjoy people bringing their dogs. <laughs> very and, true. And sometimes there's cookies here. Yeah, very true. Very true. So hopefully there's a podcast next week. I will not be here. Um, I'll be in Philadelphia. There's a there's a couple places that I wanted to check out, and I'll do a review of them. There's, I know it's we now have an all vegan pizza place in Toronto, but before there was the all vegan pizza place in Toronto, there was one in Philadelphia, and it gets like ridiculously good reviews. So I'm very much looking forward to having a couple slices of vegan pizza from the place in Philadelphia, and after my marathon, not before my marathon. So that's kind of the plan. All right. Well, thank you for listening. If you want to get in touch with us, uh, you can always email us or drop by the Resource Center. Awesome. That's all. Veg out.